Joining us now out of uh, NOLA, New Orleans, Louisiana, Ole Cassell, uh, basketball writer out of the US. Uh, a week out from the trade deadline, Ollie. Good morning to you. Uh, how busy are, are things going to get between now and uh, a week's time? Good morning, guys. And yes, this is the ramp up time, right? Where teams are talking, they want to shore up their holes and get ready for that stretch run for the playoffs. So, like any other season, yeah, there's a lot. This is the most activity you'll see outside of a course during the summer. There's a, there's a lot of teams who need a few things. You know, it's it's one of those times where I guess the only teams that really might not look to do too much are the teams sitting pretty right at the top. There'll be guys, uh, teams pushing for top four, teams pushing for the playing tournament, teams pushing for the, for the top eight. Who do you think is going to be most active? I think without a doubt, Philadelphia 76ers should be at the top of most lists. Look, it's obvious that Joel Embiid's having another MVP type of season, and we just saw him put up 70 points uh, this past week. But they still have to show up that lineup to where they get him some help, basically. And if you look at their stands, I think they're fifth currently in the East. Everybody feels like they're, they're in that glut, right, with the Knicks, the Cavaliers, and they want to catch, you would think, the Bucks, right? So they want to have a chance to get to the top two. And rumor has it that they've looked at Zach Levine. They claim by that's been available. So I expect them to make a move. Los Angeles Lakers, they're seemingly always on this list every year, right? And, and they do need the help, right? They're down towards the bottom, uh, barely holding on and making the play-in tournament, right? One game, sitting one game under 500. So LeBron James, he's having a heck of a season, right? Age 39, we've never seen anything like this. I think he's having his best season probably in a couple of years. Same goes for Anthony Davis. So those two guys, for once, are not the problem, right? They've been there. They're playing games if the Lakers aren't good enough. So without a doubt, they need to add as much help as really anybody. Then, of course, you got to look at maybe Denver. They may feel they need another piece. Sacramento Kings, they need to get better defensively. Right? They need, that needs to set them apart. Phoenix Suns need more depth. You've got Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. But after that, maybe Grayson Allen. But you need more pieces than just four guys. So th- there's going to be a slew of teams. Mate, just just on the ramping up, like how impressive have you been with uh, the New York Knicks? It's been a long time since the NMSG has been, um, you know, full of energy and been a happy fan base. But they are fourteen two record ahead of thirteen uh, Thursday's home record versus the Pacers. Will the Knicks continue to fortify their depth with another trade, or stand pat and keep a good thing going? Oh, they've been impressive, right? I mean, best record in, in the month of January. And that OG and the newbie trade, boy, that's been a heck of a, mm. a steal for them, right? Improved them overnight. So, where, yeah, you sent a fan favorite, RJ Barrett, um, Emmanuel Quickly up to Toronto. But you get a guy that really fits what they're trying to do, right? And everybody knows Tom Thibodeau, he preaches defense, and then he dreams about defense, too. I should have got eat sleeps and talked about defense all the time in the Knicks. That's who they want to exemplify in the court. So when you've got two good scores, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, yeah, you want to just get those good role players that play tough and hard. So I know that I've heard that they're still maybe looking for maybe more center help, right? Mitchell Robinson is out for them, so they probably want to add a little bit more in, in that front court with size because they love to dominate the, the glass, right, rebounding. So that's been a little bit of an issue of late, but, now, I, I think that they're pretty well set. There's been rumours that have been connected to a few players. Bruce Brown, Malcolm Brogan, you got Alec Burks, and there's a player from Utah, Jordan Clarkson, who was a hot topic. Do you feel like they would be players that could add to this? 
Yeah, without a doubt. Look, Jordan, it'll be interesting, first of all, to see what Utah decides to do, right? Because they're playing a lot better, they're a lot better than most people thought. And they're, they're right there in the playing tournament, right there with the Los Angeles Lakers. So Danny Ainge last year didn't have an issue on splitting up a team that got off to another good start by sending out Mike Conley and a few other guys. So, yeah, the expectation is Jordan Clarkson's probably going to find a new home and maybe several others. If anybody wants Jason Collins, um, good name, Malcolm Bogdan with Portland. But I, what I'm hearing from Portland is they really like what he's bringing in terms of that veteran leadership because they're an awfully young team, and we know they're not winning. But when you've got a kind of groom a guy like Scoot Henderson, who was the number two, uh, excuse me, number three pick in the last draft, a bunch of other young guys that just really need to learn all the ins and outs of the game. Having a guy like Brogdon is actually a good thing for your team. So unless they get blown away with an offer for him, I think they'll hang on to him. I think one team you've got to watch and mention probably is Atlanta. Right? They have not met expectations. That backcourt of Trey uh, Young and DeJounte Murray has not worked. So I fully expect the Murray name's been in the room with that, and he might be the best player that's available. So I think that's the one to watch. Atlanta's got several other entertaining pieces, but you're right. Just look at all the bad teams, like the Pistons with Burks. you got the Wizards. Kuzma suddenly getting, becoming a hot name, too. So, yeah, look at the bad teams. Maybe teams will try to flip their, one of their better players because they can get value back and just add more drafts to build for the future. Question for you, Ollie, is the Golden State Warriors currently are four places, or four and a half games, I should say, out of the top eight. At what point does Steve Kerr and that organization pull the trigger and start rebuilding that team? I don't think it would happen until the earliest would be this offseason, right? So in the summer. I think they're going to give them the rest of this season, which is about, what, close to half of the season, 35 games or something in that neighborhood, to maybe get right. As you saw a couple of years ago, they really weren't a very good regular season team when they ended up winning it all. So the hope for them is catch magic, catch that same magic where Clay Thompson finds his groove. Draymond Green has missed right time in and out a lineup due to his uh, suspensions, getting a little bit carried away in games. But Steph's still playing at a high level, right? And Kaminga's really blooming, I think, in front of our eyes. So they feel like they've got the talent. They just had a big win over the Sixers. But you're right. They've largely been a disappointment. And I don't think they have true championship expectations. But right now, if you're not going to move off of Steph Curry, I mean, I don't know how you can move almost any of the other guys because Clay Thompson's not really valued right now because he's had, having a down year, same with Wiggins. So it sounds like to me, from what I'm hearing, their best bet is just that fan pat. See, like I said, if they can rekindle some magic and make a good run getting the playoffs that way. Zion Williamson, mate, he's the biggest name in, in the Pelicans at the moment. Where's he at at the moment? Is his body fit? Can you see him getting back to all-star contention? Yeah, we've been talking to him all season, of course, right? And, and he mm. missed some games, wasn't playing him back-to-back. Had a couple of duds on national TV where people obviously then pointed to his weight and conditioning. And he, mm. admittedly, didn't enter the season at 100%. So right now, he just told us this past week, he's at about 88, 89, 90. I'm not sure how he gauged that value. But either way, <laughs> he hasn't been the same like we saw last season, right? Right before he got hurt, pulled that hamstring. Pelicans were one of the best teams in the West, and he was playing at, at a true MVP level. We really haven't seen but just glimpses of that this year, but it is improving. And I think he's moving more in the court, right, where he's having greater stamina. Uh, being able to do more on the court, you've seen it more on the defensive end. I swear, just a month or so ago, you didn't see as much energy from him. And I think it was simply because he's just not in the best shape or close to it yet, but he's getting there. 
Good stuff, Ollie. Thanks very much for coming on today, brother. Enjoy uh, the next week. It's sure going to be busy for you uh, yeah. as, as somebody who, uh, who covers the NBA a lot, mate. Go well and uh, enjoy your weekend, eh? Absolutely, guys. You do the same, too. Yes, uh, Ollie Cassell there. You can follow him on Twitter and uh, check out all his writing. It's O-L-E-H, Cassell, K-O-S-E-L.